0: If you look at it from a broad perspective, isn't it all just about the value you create? What do you want on your tombstone? And now for something completely different. Welcome to Surrounded by Idiot Radio Podcast. From the JavaBud.com studios in beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona, Southwestern United States of America. This is the Surrounded by Idiots radio podcast. And I am Tony Dufresne, PhD, Philosophical Counselor. Welcome in again. A couple days ago, I was talking to a friend of mine's daughter who is in high school. And she's going to be going to college pretty soon. And we're talking about jobs. She has a job right now, and it's not bad. Uh, But we were talking about like good college jobs and back in the day. And I think even to this point, I think a real good job is in the service industry, more specifically uh, as a restaurant server or as a bartender. A lot of times to get to the bartending part, you got to pay your dues and maybe start as a server or hostess and go into a bar back and get into a bartender. But all that being said, it's kind of that industry. I was talking to her and explaining to her kind of what lessons you can learn as well. Instead of just making good money, which you do, if you look at it from the possibilities in terms of jobs when you're that young. uh, Outside of that, the process of becoming a good server and making money is a lot like the process of finding purpose and passion or having some sort of objective that you want to achieve and then getting to that point where you achieve it. And I'll tell you why. It's, I think it's a great metaphor. To be a good server or bartender. At the beginning, you have to prep before your shift. right? you got to get everything set up. Do all your work ahead of time. You have to know the menu or you got to know how to make your drinks. You have to have your uniform on. It's got to be clean. It's got to look good. Can't have a bunch of crap on it. it just, it's not a good presentation. Uh, also you have to set up your station. You either have to do your your bar prep and get your ice ready to go and get all your all your glasses lined up or in terms of a server you have to set your tables or you have to get your get coffee station ready to go. Got to roll up your utensils. And you got to have all that stuff done. That's your prep. That's your it in terms of the metaphor, that's going to be your research in your job or doing the things that are necessary. To, so you can start taking action on where you want to go, because that's exactly like it is at the beginning of the shift of a serving shift. Now, once the shift starts, <laughs> this is where it gets fun, right? Because it would be great to have everything just go perfectly. Shift starts at five, you know, a couple people come in, the hostess seats you know, one or two at a time, and usually you've got, we used to call them downs, but they're tables, and usually you would have... I know five, six, seven tables in your particular area, and it would be great to have a couple sit at a time, and then you could easily get to them and chit chat a little bit and create a, a relationship with them, a little connection with them. That would be great, but what happens? That doesn't happen because five or six rolls around, it's dead. Six, ten comes around, there's like a hundred people at the door, and they sat five or six at a time, and you're like, Ah, oh, great! So now you're running around like a chicken with your head cut off, you've got I don't know, 15, 20 people that you got to take your orders from and get the waters to and make sure everything's okay and and make sure that they feel as though you're being attentive enough for them. Plus, you have bad customers sometimes. You just have people who come in that have had a bad day or they're just not great people and they're taking it out on you. I used to call it the the kick the dog when you get home thing. It's they just they're just projecting all of their bad juju on you, especially as a server because they think since you're serving them, you're subservient to them. Which that bothers me more than anything. And I have to tell you if I if I was ever on a date and the girl was rude to the server. That would be it for me. I don't care what she looks like. I don't care how fun she would be. If she was rude to a server, that tells you a lot about a person, or rude to a bartender. It's just, it's. It, I'm kind of mushing them both together because I was doing both. But you have bad customers. The the seating can go absolutely like dumpster fire wrong, right? Like I talked about. There's also kitchen issues too because the kitchen tries to stay up on stuff because that's their job and they want to. It makes their life easier. But one little thing or one little sent back thing or one problem with one of the burners being out on one of the grills or something, you're in big trouble. So you've got bad customers, wrong seating, kitchen issues. All of that stuff is out of your control. All your control stuff you did to prep, right? That was the Setting the tables up in your stations, getting your coffee ready, and all that, all that stuff. So you did what you could do. Now you've got a situation in your life where you you throw yourself out there. There are p- other people involved. There is the world involved, and all of a sudden, you got to tap dance around a little bit. You have to improvise. You have to experiment a little bit, maybe because it's not working out the way you thought it exactly would work out. Same thing in life. It's the same exact thing. And it's all about accepting the ups and the downs during the shift. Because it is very rare, and correct me if I'm wrong, industry people out there, that you have a shift that goes completely smooth without any issues at all. There's always one little hiccup. doesn't have to be a major one, but there's always one little issue that you kind of have to dance around a little bit. But isn't that life? Isn't that life to where you have this feeling or this thought or you've decided that you have this skill or this talent or this passion that you want to share with everybody be it makes making something on Etsy or starting up a consulting service and you start kind of planning out your little gig your little side gig your little betapreneur thing. And that part's easy because it's there's nobody involved it's just you. But once you start putting it to action and putting it out there and kind of getting the feel for how it's going to be received how it's going to work, how clunky or not clunky it is, you're going to get feedback. And you're also going to get situations to where it doesn't line up to exactly how you thought it was going to line up. It's the same thing as bad customers getting wrong, bad seating and kitchen issues. It's the same exact thing. You cannot control it. But what happens with with you serving guys and bartenders at the end of the shift? And why do you put up with this crap? Why do you put up with bad customers or people that are just dicks? Because you know in the end you're going to get paid. You would not be there if you weren't getting paid. So obviously, the amount you're getting paid is enough to keep you in the game. So what a good server or a good bartender does is they roll with it. Now, they might get bent in the moment, and especially if you've got a manager yelling at you that's an idiot and doesn't know the process. Uh, yeah, that that some and that's actually a part of the things you can't control either. you got to deal with that crap. But you've got to deal with all, all, Of the ups and downs, which means sometimes you're going to have good feels and sometimes it's going to be crappy feels. But it's all part of the process, isn't it? And I've talked about that a lot. It's not about just being happy or feeling fired up all the time because that doesn't exist in life. You accept all the ups and downs during that shift to get the payoff. And in that circumstance, again, the payoff is the money. It's not good feels. You're not there at that restaurant to feel good. About something. It's there to get paid. So, in that case, it's the money, but it is a great metaphor for the process and the journey along the road towards anything that you want, any expansion that you want in your life. So, the question I have for you is if you take that and apply that to just life, what is your currency? If it's just money, if you're looking to get into something just for money, then good luck because you really shouldn't be listening to me because I'm basically telling you that's a part of it, but that's not the reason because if you do something and you do and you find your niche, you do something. Well, you do something with enthusiasm. You do something with curiosity. You do something that you want to do because you know that you can make this whole big blue marble a better place then the the money will come. The funny part is, and I've talked about this a thousand times, the money's not going to be the issue anymore. You're going to conform your life around the money that you are making if your focus switches to and reframes to the value that you are creating. If you look at it from a broad perspective, isn't it all just about the value you create? What do you want on your tombstone? That comes back to this whole thing about being a good server, being a good bartender, being a good human being. And realizing the process is fraught with obstacles and dangers and whatnot. But you have to be okay with the downs and the ups at the same time. And you have to also know what your currency is. What is your objective? What is your bottom line? What is the main motivation you want to do something If it's money, you'll make it, possibly. There's a good chance that it might take you a little bit longer because having that as a main motivation is not a good motivation. Because once you do get it, then you're going to want more. And you'll, you'll never find that missing piece, that little missing piece of your soul that you're looking for. And that brings me to the last part about this because a lot of times when people think about the reasons why they do things, maybe from an out-of-control ego issue or from a particular insecurity that was created in them, from a an over-need for safety or for security or for acceptance or for love uh, or filling a hole uh, because they felt as though maybe subconsciously when they were young, they didn't get the attention from their parents that they should have gotten, which newsflash, a lot of us didn't. But if you notice, if you just take a quick look around, the main motivation for a lot of people doing things is to fill these gaps, these ego gaps. And they're not for pure, true self, sharing value, meaning reasons. And that's why a lot of people go on their journey and they be, they continue to become frustrated. They, they're never fulfilled because... They're trying to fill something that can never be filled because there's nothing. There's no missing piece. There is no gap to be filled. You are whole and complete. But the ego loves to set it up to where you think as though you need to fulfill something that somebody didn't give you that they should have when you were young. Most of the time, it always comes down to the parental relationship or something traumatic that happened with a close personal friend when you were younger. So if you have any inclination that that is a reason for one of your biggest motivators to do things in life, then I highly, highly, highly recommend talking to somebody, going to therapy, getting balanced, putting that in the right perspective, reframing the value of your life in into, into you, into embracing your uniqueness and who you are rather than what you're not and what you're missing, because that is huge in the overall life fulfillment game. That's it for this week. I hope you enjoyed that. Remember, javabud.com for everything. Also, I'm doing YouTube videos now, so if you want to go and check this out on the YouTube video, you're more than welcome to. I also have the Alexa flash briefings going on. That's like 30 seconds to a minute every single day. of Little clips from the show. Hope things are great. I'll talk to you next week. I'm too tired to pretend I don't want to be alone I'm calling all